Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we talk to Professors Aaron Donota and Dan Rowe about the documentary film they created as a teaching and training tool. Welcome to NextCast, Aaron and Dan. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, well, thank you for being here. You are fresh off the premiere of your joint project, which is a, uh, a documentary feature, and it was recently screened at Humber. In fact, when we're recording this, it was screened yesterday. And before we sort of get into the film itself, I was wondering if we could kind of go back and if you could tell me a little bit about how you first started working together, because you work in different, you teach in different programs. Mm-hmm. How did that collaboration begin? Well, and it was all Aaron's idea and, and sort of outreach. Um, and then we started talking, and I, when I um, heard the idea, I thought it was a really good idea. I could tell how passionate you were about the idea and how much you cared and believed that this sort of thing could really be useful uh, to all sorts of students, but certainly the students in your program. Um, and it was clear to me, at least, that I think that I thought it, it could as well. And so that made me want to try to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, Dan was very receptive and brought his media industry experience to some of the things that I was looking for. And um, I think just from the get-go, we just understood each other right off the bat that it just it just helped this project flow. And Aaron, so Dan mentioned the idea. You had yeah. the idea. What, what <laughs> exactly was the idea? Was the idea? <laughs> um, so I teach for the Police Foundations program, and, and we're always trying to find ways to equip our students for what's going to happen when they go out into the field, especially looking at community service and, and relationship building and building trust. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we already know that mental health is a big issue these days. Well, always, but... Um, so I was looking for something that you could hear the lived experience of people who have gone through this or are still with it, um, both addictions and mental illness. And and what I was finding was very limited. Um, it was, I mean, there were a couple of YouTube videos here and there, but I couldn't find anything concrete that I could bring into the classroom. And I had made a documentary last year, and it was just one of those things where it's like, well, if I can't find it, why not create it? But what I, what I was really looking to do was create some kind of a resource for the college students and the community that the ones who actually go through a crisis, they should be part of the dialogue on what help and support looks like. Like it's, it's absolutely vital to hear from them. And as much as, you know, we're so appreciative of all the support available to people, we, we can't forget that they are also part of the equation. And I just, um, I think I just wanted to bring that in some way, shape or form. And the end result, uh, was a documentary film, as I mentioned, um, so what's what's it called, and what is it exa- What's exactly is it about? Sure, it's called the Struggle Back, um, and it's about thirty minutes long, and it's uh, it's basically the unvarnished stories of three men. Um, I mean, sort of the, the 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 crux of it, I guess, is their experiences with uh, mental illness and addictions. Um, but then also their experiences and their interactions with the police primarily um, and the criminal justice system more more broadly. Um, and again, as, as Aaron was saying, we really wanted to allow uh, these, these men uh, to share their experiences in a way that was sort of um, unadorned by other other things. You know, we didn't bring in any sort of stats. We didn't, you know, no sort of background things. We didn't 
get the other side of the story which it's are offensive. yeah it's just from there yeah i mean obviously you know the the conversations we had with them were very long and so they had to be sort of pared down but the idea was they're sitting there telling you about these uh, things that they've gone through um, and how it made them feel at the time and how it still makes them feel. And part of that also is like, what could they tell us, faculty, students, and then future service providers that, you know, when you're out there working with people, what should you be aware of? Mm-hmm. So so I think we tried to just make it, you know, as come full circle as it possibly could. There was a talk uh, at Humber a couple of years ago by Jesse Wente, who's a, a filmmaker and a cultural critic, movie critic, um, about ind- indigenous representation in film and Hollywood and history. And he made a comment related to the idea of um, cultural appropriation, specifically with in regard to indigenous issues that I thought was really interesting. And I'm going to actually butcher it because I'm paraphrasing him. But the, the the phrase he used was something like, um, "If it's about us, not without us." Mm-hmm. The idea of if if you're if it's an indigenous story, it has to be made with the full collaboration of indigenous peoples. And what you did sounds a bit similar in the idea of you're you're working in this realm and it's about these people. So the idea is to actually have their voices speak directly. Was that part of the the thinking? Yes, it was. I think that was like the whole thing that drove. Um, why Dan and I met over this project. We were just looking for, for individuals who could kind of at least try to be the voice of everyone who, who, who unfortunately goes through these kind of experiences. But yes, I, 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 I remember, I think I told Dan right up front, like I'm not interested in any kind of counselor, doctor. I don't, we don't want anything like that. We really want to hear the people who are still experiencing this because at the end of the day, you want to help someone, you got to understand them. And you can't mm. understand them if you don't talk to the person who's going through it, right? So, right. yeah. Um, and of course, you're in, you you work in two different departments, um, and so there was this collaboration between those those two programs, those two depart- departments. Um, but you also worked with students to actually build the film, to create the film. How did that work? How did the student involvement happen? It's marvelous. It <laughs> <Yeah. They> went <laughs> well. Very well. Who, uh, what students were what students were involved? How did they get involved? Sure, we had uh, two students from each program. Um, you know they they were paid for their work uh, through the center of teaching center for teaching and learning and applied research and innovation we we had a sense of students that we thought would be a good fit but we sort of opened it up uh, t- to any students to apply um, and one thing uh, i know you know when, whenever there's chances uh, for students to sort of write or do stories about whatever whatever it is they're interested in mental illness is one of the things that they sort of gravitate to especially um, and it may have something to do with some of the classes I teach, which are focused on like things like social issues and stuff, but they come up over and over again. So I know that it's an issue that they care about, um, have in many cases personal connections to, and and want to sort of better understand. So there there was sort of no uh, shortage of students that were interested in that in that buy-in. Um, and went then a lot it, of interviews actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. um, and a lot of really good uh, candidates. And then. You know, part of it was also thinking like which of the four students ultimately would would work well together. Like, would 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 they work well as a team? Like that classic sort of just you know who's gonna who, who's gonna be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also a really big part of the project, especially in the early stages, was um, making the connections uh, with the agency that we worked with uh, that connected us to some of the um, the participants, uh, the people in in the film itself um, and getting them to feel comfortable uh, opening up to us 
and then the other students, the students that were involved, and then eventually being comfortable telling their story in this way. Um, and so a lot of, you know, in, in the early stages, it was a lot of just like going, meeting in an office and sitting and talking to them and, and, and just having conversations and not even necessarily conversations about, you know, it's just like, you know, where did you grow up in the city? Yeah, <laughs> you know, where, what school did you go to? Just like feeling like it was, it was a lot of, we'd have a really good meeting for like 90 minutes and we're like, we didn't really, we just kind of chatted yeah. and we think we they like us a bit more and feel bits, a bit more yeah. comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and so we needed students who were able to, um, to sort of manage, manage that, um, yeah. feel comfortable and, and also make the participants feel, right. feel comfortable, build that rapport. Yeah. And you mentioned one of the original ideas was to use this as a, as a, as a teaching resource, mm-hmm. um, in your courses. How is that going to work now? Now that you have the film, now that it exists, yep. How will it work as a as a resource? Well, for the police foundations program, we have some uh, we have a course called community response to social issues, and and that's one thing with the police foundations program is that we don't we don't have a lot of opportunity for students to leave the classroom and go outside and do meaningful work. So part of making this kind of film was to bring the outside into the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, what we're going to be doing well in the summer, I'll, I'll be I'll be testing it out. We'll be using the film in that class. Um, we are going to be. Uh, using that film um, for the addictions mental health program here at at Humber, um, I believe there's a course called Social Issues for Journalism that you guys will be using it in, and then our partner, the, uh, the Regeneration Community Services, they're using it as a training tool for their staff and volunteers. And um, we're in the process of working, or we will be eventually meeting with a couple of more community agencies to see if this film could be used as a training tool for them. Um, but I am looking to make it a permanent fixture for that one particular PFP course. Um, and then just open it up to, you know, whoever feels that they could use that film in whichever capacity they need. So the next step is to make it public, and we're, we're going to work on how to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that uh, in, the, in the very near future, it's much more widely available. Other courses pick it up, that it becomes a, a tool not just in your programs, but in multiple Humber programs. And, uh, and I wanted to thank you both for, for doing this, uh, this podcast. Thank Thanks a lot. NextCast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press with the assistance of the creative productions team at the Center for Teaching and Learning. Special thanks to Santino Pinoza. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to HumberPress.com. You can also find free downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at HumberPress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email HumberPress, all one word, at Humber.ca. That's HumberPress at Humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That's still not a pun.